Day, and welcome to Daily Book Club, the audio experiment. Here I summarize books in a very casual way, but honestly, I just talk about whatever I read. <laughs> anyway, so today we're going to be talking about Extreme Productivity by Robert C. Posen. Posen? Posen? I'm not really sure, but please correct me if I'm wrong. And I'm so sorry to the author if you are ever listening to this. Alright, so people tend to think that increased productivity is going to be very exhausting. But in fact, the opposite they say is true. So the more productive you are, the faster you can finish your work, and that means more time to do the things that matter to you. And as a consequence, you'll be more happy and refreshed, which will make you even more productive. So you basically go through this happy cycle. So your question maybe now is how do you go through this positive cycle? And the book states that it's really all about simplicity. So first it states that you have to prioritize your tasks and invest your time accordingly. So planning ahead, whether it's for next year, next month, next week, tomorrow, a few hours, it can be a daunting task if you're drowning in work. But planning ahead will pay off big time in the long run. And of course, just thinking about the future is not going to help you. You really need to organize your work. So the book mentions that we have to split our tasks into aims, objectives, and targets. Again, aims, objectives, and targets so that we can begin to prioritize. And this strategy is just basically dividing the task according to how long they will take to accomplish. So first is aims. Aims take five years or more. So for example, let's say you have a career aim. These are the things like expanding your business network or landing an executive level promotion. Or if you have your own company, it's listing your company in the stock exchange. The second is objectives. Objectives take between three and 24 months. So for example, if you work in a company that puts out products, let's say, an objective might be to rebrand that specific product. And lastly, targets are anything that will take three months or less. So this can be things like writing a progress report or even delivering numerous presentations for a major project. And these objectives and targets are both essential and very, very important because if you don't focus on these baseline endeavors, you'll never reach the aims that you have set. But it's also important to prioritize aims, objectives, and targets that both you and your coworkers are on board with, especially when that coworker is your boss. So you should focus first on the things that both you and your coworkers want to achieve. And once that's done, you can address the tasks that concern only you. And to be sure that you are doing this effectively is that you should track your work days, monitoring how you allocate your time. And when you do this, an interesting thing will happen. And I'm laughing because I've experienced this myself, that you will discover that you spend lots of time on activities that don't have much to do with our objectives or targets. So the book mentions that how you allocate your time is crucial to your productivity, which leads us to another issue, procrastination. So when it comes to procrastination, it says here that you should fight procrastination with many deadlines that hold you accountable. So if ever you found yourself, which we always do, with tons of work and have no idea where to start, situations like this can be very paralyzing. So it's essential to know how to deal with them. And one of the approach is to break down the projects into smaller targets, which we can set many deadlines. 
And this might sound obvious or you've heard something like this before, where the approach is to break down the projects into smaller targets for which you can set mini deadlines. And most of us have experienced this during school, wherein we wait for the last minute to complete a paper or project that needs to be submitted maybe the next day or even a few hours later. But just to explain how this approach works is that you should set your deadlines at similar intervals and avoid having them all pile up at the end. So for instance, you have a presentation three weeks from now. The first week, your mini deadline is to come up with the content of the presentation. The second week is to finish the design. And the third is basically just finishing up the presentation. I'll be the first to say that this hasn't worked for me before, but there's a very interesting technique that the book says, which is so that you can hold yourself to your deadlines, you should share it with your coworkers or even your boss, which adds some extra pressure and makes you accountable. And I use this and it's funny because it works. I tell the people that I work with that I'm going to submit or give them outputs in progression. Yes, it pressures me, but it makes them happy. In return, it makes me happy. I get to finish things on time and we're all happy. And at the end of the day, if you are able to do things successfully and it's a job well done, don't forget to treat yourself to a nice meal or a interesting book to let yourself know that you've done well. Another thing that hinders our productivity is perfectionism. And it's stated in his book that you should quickly handle low priority tasks by keeping your perfectionism at bay. And I'm sure we're all guilty of this. At one time or another, uh, we've probably spent so much time on small, simple tasks that we've never got around to completing the tasks that truly mattered. And that's reality because in every single day that we actually live, we'll be faced with different requests from our colleagues, our bosses, our family, our clients, our friends, and all the people, right? And as these tasks come in, it says here that it's important to decide as quickly as possible whether or not we're going to handle them or not. And if we decide to handle them, we should do it very quickly. One tool or principle that you can use is the Ohio principle, also known as only handle it once. So O-H-I-O, only handle it once. So for example, let's say you received an email from me for a workshop. So you quickly browse through the email and set it aside. A few days later, you remember that there is a workshop, but you don't remember it's from me. So you go through your inbox and try to search who's it from, and then you find it's from me, you read it again, and basically you just wasted more time. On the other hand, if you are using the Ohio principle or the OHIO or only handle it once, you'd check if the date was free, if my topic was interesting, and you could make the decision right away. Other than the Ohio principle, which this book mentions to move forward with your work, is to fight the temptation to be perfect when it comes to your low priority tasks. Remember that not everything needs to be done flawlessly. This privilege is for your top-level work since this is what people will see and judge. Case in point, nobody's going to be pleased if you spend lots of time answering meaningless emails. So handle such tasks accordingly. Get through them quickly and move on to the important stuff. The next thing that I want to discuss is all about writing because writing takes up a lot of time. 
and you can write efficiently by finding structure and quiet. So the structure mentioned in this book is brainstorming, categorizing, and outlining. So those three phases. So in the brainstorm phase, write down whatever thoughts come to mind about the subject. So don't worry about the order and structure, just word vomit. Then you go to the categorizing phase and during which you add some order to your ideas. So in order to do that, you just group your ideas into categories and then into subcategories. And once you're done with that, the final phase is to outline your piece by arranging your categories in a logical sequence. This book stresses that efficient writing is not just about structure. It also requires time and quiet. I guess that's pretty self-explanatory. The next thing I'm going to talk about is my favorite part of the book. It says that the product you deliver matters more than the time you spend on it. Yeah, sure, for some things, this might be applicable. Like, I don't know, dry age steak or something like that. But the point here is that results are what count. And the number of hours spent on any given project is irrelevant. And it's just funny because our culture embraces this so much and they favor long hours over productivity. Overworking is like a badge of honor for people. Oh my gosh, I worked like 20 hours for this. And because of this culture, unfortunately, a lot of people still put more emphasis on hours worked than on the results produced. And sadly, some people even extend their working hours just to show that they're working hard, when in reality, they can just do the work in less than half the time. And because of this, subconsciously, we value workers who put in overtime and weekend hours. And as a result, many leaders claim to favor results, but in practice, prefer employees who work long hours. And given what we know about productivity, this is obviously a problem. And the book gives a suggestion to prevent this. So we should just simply avoid making remarks that reinforce the importance of working long hours. Such as, oh my gosh, I didn't get to sleep because of this. Or, look who finally decided to show up. So by avoiding things like this, we will be improving our workplace culture. Of course, there are a lot of benefits when cutting back on long hours, but it actually alleviates the guilt that we have that we're not actually working when we're not really supposed to, right? And it gives us more time for our private life, whether that is spending time with ourselves, with our hobbies, or spending time with our loved ones. The next thing I'm going to talk about might be the most controversial because it says prioritize your private life and find a flexible place to work. And a lot of people might be thinking, but I have so much work to do. And that's what the book is saying. Most people just work and work and work and work, thinking that the most productive approach is that. But it says that productivity is much more than work. It is also closely connected to your personal life and general lifestyle. After all, the point of being efficient at work is to make time for your life outside of work. So it is very important to prioritize non-work-related activities and stick to the standards that we set. And this is essential for protecting our personal time and even our family time, because this is what recharges us. So for instance, we could make a rule that we'll always finish work at a certain hour. And for things that are very urgent, you could plan it accordingly. But to make such things a reality, you need to show the people that you're working with that you are reliable. 
So it's really just building the trust with them so that you have control over your time. So the key message in this book is productivity relies on efficiency. So it's all about setting clear goals and priorities so that you can be faster and smarter when it comes to work. This will help you churn out stellar outputs, which will buy you trust and have control over your time. And that was Extreme Productivity by Robert C. Posen. By the way, if you want me to discuss any book or have suggestions, feel free to contact me on Instagram at daily. That's at Delta Alpha Echo Lima Echo Echo. And if you're interested in video book summaries, you can go to youtube.com slash daily book club. The only difference there is that I do the book summaries in Thailish. And that you see my face explaining things. Anyways, thank you again for listening to Daily Book Club, the audio experiment.